This episode of the Door County Pulse podcast is brought to you in part by the Door County Community Foundation, inspiring people to give back, to sustain, and advance the community that we love. To learn more, visit givedoorcounty.org. Welcome to the Door County Pulse podcast. I'm Andrew Clyden, and today I have a great conversation with Terry Cooper, the Community Conservation Director over at the Door County Land Trust. So we'll jump into that shortly. It's a really great conversation, kind of go through what the Land Trust is, how long they've been around, uh, as well as some exciting new acquisitions they've made up on Washington Island this year. So we'll jump into that next. Hi, Terry. How are you doing? Good. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're, we're excited to finally have somebody from the Land Trust to come onto the podcast. Uh, we, we've done some work with you, or I've done some work with you in the past, um, talking to Cinnamon over there and Jesse Coyne, of course. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad to finally get to talk to you and, and to have the listeners of the podcast finally hear more about the Land Trust and, and, and that kind of thing. So uh, why, don't we, why don't we just jump in? Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and, and how you came to the Land Trust and how long you've been there, all that kind of stuff. Okay, thank you. Well, I am one of the dinosaurs. I've been with the Land Trust for 21 years, and I actually grew up in Ellison Bay. So this was a real opportunity to come back home and protect the land that totally shaped my being. I just love this place. Um, So I actually started a land trust down in Sheboygan County. I was working at nature centers in Milwaukee area. And this was kind of a new and upcoming movement uh, about 25 years ago. And I was able to start a land trust there. And then I met Dan Burke, our past executive director, at a conference that the state was having for land trust. And he said, I heard you grew up in Door County. He said, we're looking to hire someone. So literally had my interview, 15-minute conversation, and here I am, well, 21 years ago. Great. So it's been... Absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it sounds like you were you're pretty qualified right off the bat for everything that they were looking for. <laughs> yeah, and it was a new field. There weren't a lot of people that really were, you know, in this field or knew what the work was. So great timing. So there's a, a ton of protected natural area up here in Door County, which is one of the things that makes Door County really wonderful is that you can go out and you can experience these really untouched areas. Um, it, it sounds like the Land Trust is, is relatively a newer uh, organization that's protecting lands, but, but certainly a very important one. Tell me a little bit about what the Land Trust is and what it does. Yeah, that is a great question because there are a lot of groups up here working in conservation, but we're all focused on different pieces of the puzzle. And because Door County is so unique, there's so much work to do. And of course, um, the land is what is really building our economy here, our tourism. So the Door County Land Trust started, next year will be our 35th year. And we work mainly with private landowners who are interested in either donating land, putting a conservation easement on their land, which is basically removing development rights or subdivisions, and that stays on the deed forever. So it's a tool to help landowners really create the legacy they'd like to leave for the future. But we also then are working in acquisition, purchasing really high quality ecologically important land. Um, The Nature Conservancy is here, of course. We've got the DNR State Parks and Wildlife Areas, the Ridges Sanctuary, um, and U.S. Fish and Wildlife. But we all work together. 
we meet um, every few years. We look at the map of the county. We talk about where we're all working, what other new priorities there might be. And because of this great partnership, we can leverage getting some really big state and federal grants um, that help us together do this work. So it's a great model. Um, And actually, you said there's tons of land protected, and it does seem like that. But actually, it's only about 8% of the county that is in a permanent protection status. And, you know, people drive around and they see these big open spaces and fields, but they don't realize that's possibly not going to be there forever. When you look at the local zoning, um, some of the townships are zoned five-acre, you know, lot size. Well, that's what Mequon is, north of Milwaukee. So someday, when the county might be built out, it'll look very different. So that's one of the things is we really have to make a decision as a community of how much more land we'd like to see forever in open space, because we know the population is going to change. Um, and certainly the way the county looks. Right. Uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit about why preserving land is so important. But you also have a number of nature preserves as well, right? And those are free and open to the public. Yes. Yes. We have 14 nature preserves throughout the county that have um, parking areas and trails. And as you said, they're all open, free of charge to the community. We also have uh, another set of places that are protected. They're more fragile. They don't have trails, but they're part of that whole protection strategy. We need to have um, places that are really for wildlife habitat, and they just don't lend themselves well to the kind of public use that are 14 nature preserves on the map. Um, those are just much better for people to get out and be on a trail and see our properties. So you mentioned that that a portion of the work that you do is to to keep development down and to preserve these natural areas. But why is it so important that these areas are preserved from like a, an ecological point of view? Okay, great question. And, you know, we're certainly not saying development isn't okay. It's part of, right. you know, we need to grow. But there are places in the county that have some rare species um, that are really needing further protection. We are a really important stopover for migratory birds. They travel up and down the shoreline. So protecting some of these large tracts of forest that they use to stop and rest and refuel is so critical. We have a lot of other things we're focused on, water quality. So protecting what happens on the uplands near some of the creeks and ponds and wetlands really impacts and slows down how quickly water flows and filters. And then we're protecting basically groundwater, the water that goes into the Bay of Green Bay and Lake Michigan, and also the fishery, fish habitat. So that's another part of our mission is looking at these you know, important areas that are basically recharge areas for our water. And as you know, Door County's sitting on a very shallow soil with a bedrock underneath that's like Swiss cheese. So there's not a lot of filtering of what comes off of our uh, ground. Right. It's just uh, really challenging. So that's a role we can play with the work we do. And then um, I also mentioned just having lands for the community, for recreation as well, for hiking, bird, you know, bird watching, nature study. 
So that's another part of our mission, of course. You mentioned that that some of these environments that you protect are more fragile. Uh, are there are there endangered species of of plant life or wildlife that the nature preserve is is helping to rehabilitate? Yes, uh, very good question. We are really fortunate up here with so many unique habitats because of the lake shore and the interaction of the land and the water and the Niagara escarpment, you know, the beautiful bluffs along this peninsula, there's a series of endangered species that only find their home up here in Door County. Um, They used to be in other areas, but we're some of the last habitat that they have. One of them is the Heinz Emerald Dragonfly. And people might think, well, what's a dragonfly really matter? Well, again, it's like a canary in the coal mine. The fact that that dragonfly is living up here tells us we've got really good water quality in the wetlands that it uses. It used to be throughout Chicago, Indiana, but it's gone. And we're one of the last pockets of habitat for it. So that's a, really an indicator of water quality and uh, something we really pay attention to. So there's a lot of rare plants. Um, As you probably know, the orchids up here, there's a couple um, state threatened and irises, dwarf lake iris, ram's head lady slippers. Um, So we work on a lot of, you know, also birds, rare species of birds that nest or migrate through here. So we're very blessed in this county. We're one of the hot spots in the state for biodiversity. Right. Uh, so let's let's talk a little bit about like the uh, the a person who wants to experience land trust properties. Tell us a little bit about what that is like. I feel like most people are familiar with the the state parks and the county parks, but what sorts of environments or topography can you find in a land trust property that you might not be able to find in one of the bigger state parks? Great question. Our preserves are typically more rustic in nature, so we don't have amenities like bathrooms or, you know, facilities. They're, the trails are all natural. They're either, you know, grass mowed trails or they might be um, on existing old logging roads. But they get a chance to really have an intimate experience with nature because they're less used, which is great. Um, a lot of them are places that a lot of people didn't know about in the county. They're like wetland areas that Somebody used to own, and there was always a mystery, like the Three Springs. When I was a kid, we knew there was this cool wetland back there, but nobody was allowed to go in there. So I think these are properties that people have cared about for a long time. Um, And luckily, the landowners wanted to work with us and see these areas protected. So you'll see lots of unique places in the county that really are off the beaten path. Right. I think one of my favorite of the the land trust preserves is Bayshore Blufflands because yeah. so much of Wisconsin is very flat. And I, I love that you can actually see some more hilly topography there. It, it looks very different than most places in Door County and, and Wisconsin and abroad. Yeah, exactly. Being able to hike up that escarpment and get a real sense of the height that that bluff is along the western shore. And uh, yeah, we have others on Washington Island that are up higher. Also some neat shoreline like Little Lake up on Washington Island. There's a lot of wetlands in Door County or lakes that are closed off. They're really old bays 
of Lake Michigan and Green Bay. But as the water levels have gone down after the glaciers melted, the rock got deposited in the sand and closed off these bays. So to kind of just have this understanding of the geology here, to get to see it in action, I mean, it's still happening. We still have ridges uh, being deposited, closing off little wetlands along the shoreline. I love that part of it. Great geological history, but it's not history. It's still here today. Right. You know, another another Door County landmark that I feel like a lot of people are familiar with but might not know that there's a land trust preserve right next to it is the Sturgeon Bay Ship Canal. The the red lighthouse yeah. down there has kind of become a, a Door County icon in a way. Uh, but I don't mm. know that a lot of people know that the surrounding area is uh, a, a nature preserve that the land trust protects. Yes, and it's also ridges and swales, like the Ridges Nature, or Ridges Sanctuary. It's the same type of formation. So, yes, it's south of the canal, as you mentioned, and it hugs the canal on the north end. Beautiful lakeshore, sand beach, but then you have a series of these ridges and swales that are forested back in the woods. And those were deposited over the past 3,000 years as the lake, you know, deposited sand and built up these little sandbars that eventually closed off a wetland. So it's a cool, you're, that's probably one of people's favorite spots. It is one of those undiscovered gems. Right. Uh, you... So the land trust has uh, properties all the way south of Sturgeon Bay and all the way north up to Washington Island, correct? There's there's coverage pretty much from the bottom of the county to the top. Yes, we have actually um, really from the tip of the peninsula all the way to the southern door line and out on Chambers Island, um, we have protected land. Southern door has a lot of conservation easements, uh, landowners who have protected some really large acres by taking off development rights. Um, so we have some down there that are quite large along some of the creeks. And also we're working over by Brussels Hill. We have a conservation easement with the landowner. Again, these are private lands, so they're not open to the public, but they're still protecting critical habitat. Right. And we do have a program uh, during non-COVID times. Um, we take folks out and we sometimes visit some of the conservation easement lands and meet the private landowners and learn about their story. So they're really part of our larger conservation strategy. Nice. So uh, you guys have a, a, a number of acres of, of conserved property, but that number continues to expand, right? So uh, over the last month or two, uh, the Land Trust announced that they have preserved even more acreage up on Washington Island, correct? Yes, we are uh, about 8,500 acres of protected land. And you're right, we added about 40 acres on Washington Island just in this last month. And then we have um, a big, exciting batch of properties we're hoping to close on by the end of the year up in the Gibraltar Ephraim Swamp area, uh, probably close to 100 acres if everything comes together, our grants and all of our uh, strategies. So yes, we're continually expanding. We have project areas, as you said, throughout the county, and we are proactive. We reach out and find out if landowners would be interested in working with us. We work with our grant partners um, because of the unique wetlands up here. We get them pre-identified to use the Knowles-Nelson State Stewardship Fund 
that the DNR manages, and then some of the federal grants that U.S. Fish and Wildlife manages. So it's a, quite a complex strategy, but we're always working a year or two out. You know, we've got stuff lined up for the next couple of years, but it takes that long to put these deals together and get the funding. Right. So tell me a little bit about this new acquisition on Washington Island. As I understand it, it is a uh, it's it's trying to tie in some some new protected area with some state natural area, correct? Yes. Um again, I mentioned all the partners that work together up here. So the DNR has a couple projects on Washington Island, the Big and Little Marsh State Natural Area and Coffee Swamp State Natural Area. And they're unique wetlands, even though they're called swamps and marsh, they're actually a fen. And a fen is where the endangered dragonfly happens to prefer to live. And it's a real seasonal kind of wetland. And It uh, dries up in the summer, and then when the spring melts, it'll fill up and look like a lake. So it's kind of fluctuating water throughout the year. And the DNR has been working out there for about 20 years, but their funding has uh, been, it's diminished over the years. So they came to us and said, is there any way, you know, you could partner with us and help continue the work in these two areas? So that's what we're doing. We're partnering with Priority that are right next to the lands the DNR owns. So we've got a lot of projects like that where there'll be two groups actually working in an area together and leveraging the funds. So the Big and Little Marsh is where our last deal just closed in and it's property just upland next to that fen that we were talking about, um, helping protect the water quality for that particular rare species behind emerald dragonfly. Right. Now, the... Some of the work that the land trust does, especially, you know, this new one up on, on Washington Island, uh, does, does that have a tie-in for, like, the greater Great Lakes ecosystem? I know that the fact that we are kind of a, a Great Lakes community does tie into the, the types of things that we have here and, and some of the efforts that we make to protect our lands. Tell me a little bit about how the, the land trust's work on Door County kind of, you know, reaches out into the greater community around Wisconsin. Yeah, great question. We are not an island and these migratory birds and the wetlands and the water don't recognize boundaries. So yes, we're doing our work in a context that is much broader, Great Lakes. And the work we're doing on the island is protecting the water that flows into Lake Michigan. Uh, A lot of the habitat for the fisheries, the whitefish population, you know, northern pike, And those species are traveling throughout the lake. So you're right. Also, the migratory bird corridor we talked about earlier, by protecting this habitat here, we're essentially protecting a whole series of habitat that these birds need from South America all the way up to Canada to successfully be able to migrate back and forth. So we do look at that bigger picture and the things we identify as needing protection as you said, are part of a much larger community. Great Lakes and even globally. I mean, a lot of these species, particularly the migratory birds, are traveling across multiple countries. Right. Uh, so, Terry, the the Land Trust is not government funded, correct? Tell me about your funding model and how people can find out more about you and, and get involved. We are a nonprofit, so we have donations that folks generously give to us. 
you know, to help run our organization, to help match the grants that we receive for purchasing land. Um, we also have a membership program. So really anybody that gives land, I'm sorry, that gives funds to the land trust, $25, 50 whatever, becomes a member. And that's the bread and butter of our work. So we're not government funded, but we do utilize state and federal land acquisition grants. And that's the great partnership here is when somebody gives us their dollar, we're able to leverage it with like six to eight dollars of these grant funds. So it's like a matching gift all the time when you give to the land trust because right. we're able to leverage that into we've we've brought in over twenty two million dollars of state and federal land acquisition funds. Um and that's all been matched by members, support, and donors. That's really great. Uh, where can people find yeah. out more about the land trust, uh, where, where the properties are, and how they can experience some land trust property? Well, if you go to our website, which is doorcountylandtrust.org, right on the site, there is a place you can click to get one of our hiking trail maps that'll have those 14 nature preserves that we were talking about earlier. There's also um, a lot of literature on there, some of our newsletters, upcoming events that obviously are on hold this year. But in a normal year, we're offering somewhere between, you know, 25 to 35 hikes and opportunities for people to get out with us. And then we also have a place uh, that you can become a member or make a gift or donate, whatever. And for landowners that might be listening that want to know, is it something they could get involved with? They also have uh, the ability to call or email. There's a place on there um, and we'll get in touch with them to talk about a land acquisition strategy. Perfect. Terry, is there anything else that uh, people listening should know about the land trust or anything that we, we haven't talked about that you think is important before we wrap up? Just that I think the beauty of land trusts are that it's a community effort. It takes, as Margaret Mead said, never doubt for a minute that a group of concerned citizens can't change the world because indeed that's the only thing that ever has. Right. And I think that just really summarizes well what a land trust is and how we work. We really can't do this work without landowners that partner with us that are willing to go through our process. So I think it's a, just a lovely model for having community action, community conservation all come together. Great. Well, Terry, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and, and talking with me about the land trust. It's something that I've wanted to do for a long time as I've gotten to know the land trust over the last couple of years. Uh, so really, really great having you. Uh, and I, I look forward to the land trust future. Like you said, you've got a couple more properties that you're hoping to close on by the end of the year. I think that that's very exciting. Uh, and I can't wait to see what you guys do uh, next year as well. Well, thank you, Andrew, for this great opportunity. And I look forward to hopefully having more of your listeners and folks learn about us and get involved. So thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening to the Door County Pulse podcast. If you want to support us at The Pulse, check out doorcountypulse.com slash shop, where you can get a weekly Pulse subscription, purchase some incredible Door County artwork from Pulse artist Ryan Miller, and much more. We hope you've enjoyed the Door County Pulse podcast, and we will see you next time.